Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome, everybody, to the HBO Boys podcast. This one in particular is about the new movie, Dune. And with me, I'm Ryan, by the way, is Adam and James. Say hi simultaneously, both of you. Uh, hi. Uh, you hi. missed it. God. <laughs> you guys didn't trust each other, and that was... It was made clear. So, Dune. Let's We're here. get... Everybody's uh, Dune well, I, history. I just want to ask first, because okay, maybe fine. this is important. Did, did you watch Dune in the movie theater or or on TV? We're gonna have an incredibly long discussion about that oh, near God. the end. I, <laughs> okay. I, I I don't worry about that one. But uh, to to um uh, to tease that, uh, I watched it on a television, a very large television, right. I also watched it on a television. And I watched it with my dad. Who's in Korea. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. Dad, what what did you think of the movie Dune? It wasn't that good. Okay, thanks. Sweet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't agree with your father. You know, I, 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 ha- I can understand where he's coming from, but I don't agree with him. <laughs> so let's all get our Dune histories out of the way. Adam, have yes, you please. read any of the books? Did you see the miniseries in the early 2000s? Or did you see the um, first film adaption, uh, the premiere, or uh, the first time Kyle MacLachlan starred in any movie? Uh, no. The only thing that I knew about it was kind of the basic premise. But even then, going into it, I was so it was very fresh to me. So I'm going to just go ahead and say no. Okay, James, what about you? Uh, I've never seen any uh, visual media of Dune before. There's also a comic book series, I think. I, I've started the book now twice and got about 50 pages in and then <laughs> died of boredom. Sure. <laughs> I, I will say we have a friend, Mark, whom listened to Dune. He listens to Dune like once every three months, the audiobook. So mm-hmm. he's listened to it well over 20 times. Uh, so apparently that medium is is the best way for him to intake this. I read the book a long time ago in high school. I was able to get through it. I have never seen any of it in a visual medium. And uh, I know a lot about the series just by watching YouTube videos over the last decade. Uh, because I was interested in the world building aspect of it. Frank Herbert wrote Dune. Uh, it took about six years to write. It published in 1965. He was born in the Pacific Northwest. He wrote like five sequels to Dune. Uh, it would go on to have, I think, six or seven books, eventually finished by his son after his death in 1985. 
Frank Herbert uh, loved mushrooms and hated the government. Hmm. (laughs) Same, same, to be honest. Yeah. The 1984 film was directed by David Lynch, and the whole soundtrack was done by Toto, which I did not know until today. What? Yeah. (laughs) So do you think that because this takes place in a desert... That that's how they got the inspiration from right. Africa. I think, right, I think right. that's exactly correct. I bless correct. the rains down in Arrakis. Dune. Arrakis. Yeah. Arrakis. I bless the dunes. Yeah. Arrakis. See, Arrakis just didn't fit perfectly, and they were like, "What yeah. could be better than Arrakis? How about Africa?" It's a yeah. It's a little deserty there. <laughs> a very very similar terrain. This is the second film adaption directed by Denis Villeneuve. I desperately Villeneuve. tried to figure out how to say Villeneuve. his Villeneuve, Denny Villeneuve, Villeneuve. Uh, and I'm never going to say. I I heard many pronunciations of it today with the with an F mm-hmm. at the end, but I'm just desperately going to try to never say his name ever again. Well, this is like a classic uh, Ryan and James bit of like looking at a European word or name and then just desperately trying to say it but not being able to. Yeah, royally fucking it up. <laughs> That's five years old a bit. This is a half decade old bit at this point. I don't know if it's much of a bit, more so that like we are illiterate in every other language other than English. Perhaps I mean that I makes s- sense. Suppose you uh, might not be completely illiterate in Korean, but I'm not sure. Well, the problem is this shitty Roman alphabet system, which doesn't spell out pronunciation clearly. You know. Yeah. Speaking of the Romans, by the way, uh, our future discussion on the Atreides family, they can find all the way back to the Roman Empire, their lineage. I don't know if that's interesting to anybody, but it's something that I know now. Kind of neat. Anyway, this movie is Dune Part 1, as it says in the beginning, sort of calling their own shot there. Denny did. Babe Ruth in the stadium pointing to the stands because they didn't know if they were going to get a Part 2, although it looks like they are going to get one now. Mm, They got greenlit. It did. And Denny is uh, known for such films as Blade Runner 2049, Sicario, Prisoners, and Arrival. James, out of any of those, do you like those films? Uh, which one's your favorite one? I like Arrival good enough. It's a little bit, uh, like, it's got it third act problems. It gets kind of weird at the end. They bring in, like, this weird Chinese subplot, which I think was only there to sell tickets in China. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, prisoners again i really liked prisoners but the ending is weird like when you get the reveal at the end with the with like the villain it gets pretty arch wait wait, wait. is that is that the the hugh jackman movie prisoners yeah 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 he did that movie yeah that was villeneuve Uh, oh yeah i liked that but i agree with you it got a little it got weird at the end and then i i never saw blade runner I thought Blade Runner 2049 was pretty good, but I will also say I think it's interesting your reviews of that movie. Uh, Dune, a movie that I generally enjoyed, one of my only criticisms of it is about the ending, but we will get there. A little note before we keep going, there is going to be a TV show, Dune the Sisterhood, about the Bene Gesserit that will serve as a prequel to the film. Our boy, Denny, is directing the pilot, and that will come out somewhere in the future, But this is my thesis statement about this movie. I think Dune is the best-looking movie that's ever been made. I think the music is good. I think the acting was good, save one person. I think it was about 15 (laughs) minutes too long. And anyone who likes movies and leaves Dune with the experience of, like, generally negative feelings about the aesthetics, about everything but the story, 
are lying pieces of shit. And yeah. but if you can absolutely have problems with the story, I mean, it's not a new idea. The story of Dune. My issue with the books and and the story of the movie, it's not that it wasn't a new idea in 1965. It's that. It is now so foundational that all the best parts of it have now completely bled into the genre. And if you're anyone who has, like, read a sci-fi story in the past 60 years, it's all extremely familiar to you. Overly familiar, right? And I think maybe that's the reason I, I really can't get into the book. Sure. Does it get any pass whatsoever for being the first to get there, though? Or can you just not turn your brain off is the problem? I mean... It, you're, you're oversaturated. I just feel like I've not maybe over like I've I've seen this as Ryan said I've seen it before. Maybe it was the first, but still I've seen it before, and and I've seen it maybe done. I don't, don't want to say better. That's pretty subjective, but maybe done uh, more uh, uh, experimentally, right? Because this is that's the thing. This broke the ground, but now the genre has kind of uh, expanded on these kinds. Right. Uh, it laid a foundation for five decades of science fiction that some is worse and some is better, but most would not exist in the way that it is without Dune. For sure. It's a huge part of the sci-fi zeitgeist, but I suppose for the next like half hour, let's just focus on if this movie was good or not and what it is and i'm sure most of the people listening to this have watched dune or read dune or know something about it I, I, What's up? I just one last thing sure i just want to own ryan quickly <laughs> because when we did and i don't think anyone listened to this episode our beginning of the year predictions ryan predicted dune biggest bomb of 2021 really and did now, i actually careful listeners may point out that i was in complete agreement with him but I do want to say, although I did pick a movie which performed worse at the box office, so I think I won that category. Was my, and I, I don't remember this at all, but was my argument that it was going to be a simultaneous release and that was going to kill the box office results? I assume that was my argument. No, I think you argued quite logically that there just was not a broad appeal for this story. Right, and uh, I was incorrect. At this point, it's made about $300 million. It made $40 million on the opening weekend. It was in 1.9 million houses on the opening weekend for HBO, as as opposed to 1.8 for Justice League. But to be fair, also as opposed to 2.8 for Suicide Squad. So if it wasn't a simultaneous release, it would probably be closer to 350, 375 at this point. But also, you know... The budget was 160. So to make the Hollywood math work, it kind of has to be like four or five times that, and it hasn't reached it yet. But also, maybe movies are dead. Wait, this movie only had a $160 million budget? (laughs) That's all it had? That is impressive, yeah. That's crazy. To be fair to Ryan, I think the success of this movie has less to do, maybe nerds are going to be angry with me, less to do with Frank Herbert and more to do with Denise Villeneuve. I think it has the most to do with Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> like, yeah, it's till it's Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> who's just like one of the most popular people in the world. Period. At the moment, and he's selling tickets. Yeah, if I, if I were Tom Holland, I'd be pretty worried right now. Well, yeah. I, now is it uh, a hot take uh, to ask why? Why is he 
Why is he so popular? I see his name everywhere. Because he he went from call me by your name to this, so he's just stacking up but like, W's. I'm looking at his like history of movies right now, and the only thing that I even remember is The King. And I'll, I would recommend Call Me by Your Name. Yeah, you have call a limited knowledge of the movies he's been in. It seems. Yeah, I I, so I wasn't familiar with him at all until he like I don't know. I've heard it seen his name a bunch of times, but I didn't, I never saw him in movies. I never saw The King. I haven't seen The King either, but on the down low, his SNL episode was very good. Oh. Uh, he was also in Lady Bird, and he's in the upcoming Wes Anderson movie, The French Dispatch, which I just watched the trailer for, and mm. it looks very neat. He was Tom, the 15-year-old version of Tom in Interstellar. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like Interstellar. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that we have our... Usually, I'm our resident cynic, to be fair. I'm glad we have someone else who's not, who is filling that role. I'm going to say words now. The Dune Saga is set approximately 20k years in our future. Um, book one, which is the movie is based off of the first half of book one, introduces us to Paul Atreides in the movie played by Timothy Chalamet, the boy who is the result of a multi-generational breeding program orchestrated by the Bene Gesserit, who is a secretive and powerful order of women who generally get shit done. The goal of said program is to create a human who can gain the power of genetic memory through both the male and female line, as well as seeing all possible futures. He basically has the time stone, right? And he knows the yep. one out of 14 million or whatever ways that they're going to he's win. Doctor Strange. The, he's supposed to lead all humanity down, quote, golden path, which is a subjective best path forward for humanity set out by the Bene Gesserit. And at the beginning of the story, Paul's mother says the chosen one is close. But it, is it actually Paul? So um, know that this podcast is not going to be sans spoilers for the rest of this series. Because the answer is no, right? Like, right off the bat, if anyone has read the seven books of this thing, which I haven't, I just know what happens. Mm-hmm. Paul is not the prophetic child. <gasps> yeah, he's the prophetic child's Gasp. father. <gasps> and I know, so many gasps. You were talking about this being the foundation of a lot of sci-fi. It is touted a lot of times as, like, a good answer to the savior problem the Luke Skywalker problem, which is just like, here's a main character who gets plot armor for every piece of media we put him in. And at the end, he saves the day at great sacrifice to himself, but he's probably not going to die. And I say he just because it's dude most of the time. And Paul Atreides is a version of that in this story. So I, I Ryan, I'd say, I, I don't care, but probably people are going to be annoyed if you spoil like Dune part two and part three. I don't care. I'm doing it. <laughs> Fuck them. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's existed for so long, right? <laughs> listen, super fan. No, you probably listen, have already read. If it. you watched this movie and you came out at the end thinking that Paul Atreides was the chosen one and, and answer, I think you weren't watching it very close because every time he had like a vision of what was about to happen, a holy war in his name, he was like, oh, that's not chill. I don't want that shit. Fuck. <laughs> but I, a good point. I'll try to ruin it less. Anyway, um, in Dune, mankind is spread out around like 10,000 worlds and is led by many noble houses who are then in turn led by the emperor, which is like a... Uh, an evil force that we never in this story specifically get to meet. 10,000 years prior to the start of this story, all thinking machines like AI had been destroyed and outlawed forever, which is like the main backbone fact for this story. You see a lot of it. They 
they're fighting with swords and they're not shooting uh, laser guns because uh, all of the self-shields that everybody's wearing, if you shoot a laser gun into it, a nuclear fission explosion happens and everyone dies. So it's like a mutually assured destruction. I didn't catch that plot detail. Pretty dumb. So what if you get hit by a laser by accident? Everyone dies. (laughs) Yeah, so I think the point is like, how about we just, guys, guys, Everyone can use all the knives they want, but leave your lasers at home, okay? Hey, guys, I, I invented a suit that, like, if you get stabbed by a knife, it, it also sets off a nuke. God damn it. Fuck, dude. <laughs> War is so hard these days. Those, those uh, speaking of those, the, like, body armor suits, those were confusing, I guess? Like, it protected you, but, the, but it didn't? Like, during the hand-to-hand combat, there was so much death so quick, but... Like it took forever for that dart to pierce it. Yes. So Oscar Isaac, the, you know, the deal with the weaponry in Dune is that like on the hilt of all of the knives and swords is a thing that is barely explained that slows the knife down as it hits the shield and the shield right. can be penetrated if something is going through it nice and slow, like the dart right. into the okay. back of Paul's father or whatever. The point is like they needed to uh, get around the fact that there are no guns, but uh, also knives work, but you got to do it special. Yeah. <laughs> got to go real slow. But, uh, oh shit. No, you know, no worries. We don't need computers because we got to spice. Spice is a dank ass, dank ass power sand from this one planet, Arrakis, that somehow makes interstellar space travel possible once more. But also gets you high oh, as fuck. Oh, yeah, dude. Blue eye high. Uh, spice <laughs> is like if oil was also the best medicinal and recreational drug on Earth. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a good, that's good. It also is what the get shit done ladies use for their powers. It's also addictive as fuck. And if you stop taking it, you die. Oh, not even once. Spice. Not even <laughs> yeah. The dare program <laughs> talked about spice heavily. I want to see like a, a Nancy Reagan commercial where it's like, this is your brain regular. And then this is your brain on spice. And it's like that, like 4D meditation meme. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I just want, I would like that commercial, but like, this is your brain on spice and it's Nancy Reagan on a skateboard doing like a 900 before Tony Hawk did it. With blue eyes. <laughs> yeah, and, he, and she's just chill now. Anyway, it makes Arrakis, the planet the spice is on, pretty important. But uh, Arrakis, it's you know, it's not just like you go down there and you pick some spice up and you put it in a jar. Okay, it's <laughs> it's not like there are no external threats to the mining of the most important thing in the world. There are giant fucking worms that can be over a mile long and they can hear everything. And the spice comes from their shit. Yeah, Isn't it's their correct? poopy. It's spicy. Oh, they poopy. say they actually say that. I didn't yeah, catch that. It's their poopy. Oh, so it's renewable. Yeah, as long as yeah. the uh, <laughs> as long as the worms stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> and on Arrakis, at the beginning of our story, are two groups of people: the Fremen, who are natives to the world, who just like chill in the desert, and the Harkonnen who are, <laughs> for Frank Herbert, basically the Soviets, and who the Emperor has running that shit, and they have Dave Batista and Stellan Skarsgård leading them to the promised land, just, you know, minding that spice. Stellan Skarsgård is so good. He's so fucking oh. good. He's so Do you hate good. him, James? I assume you hate him. What, Skarsgård? Yeah. Yeah. No, I like him. All right. Uh, he was so, You've been I mean, cynical so, up till now, I just assumed. Some of the scenes that he was in, though, were like actually it, it made me laugh. 
Like when he would just float randomly <laughs> into the air. <laughs> like, uh, I didn't know what the significance of that was. I thought that the acting was good. And as everyone's already said, like the imagery and the sound was good. I just thought that the story was weird and confusing and a little boring. Okay. Well, I'll take that f- into my future and, and it's, understand it's it. It's a tiny better. confusing. It's, it is a little confusing. I was, the first time I watched it, I was a little all over the place. Today, I kind of rewatched some of the key scenes. And I understood it a little bit more. So I think it was just that initial shock for me. And Adam, I actually just learned today what that flying bullshit was. You know how Dylan Skarsgård and the Sardaukar, they kind of just float whenever they want. Yeah. Uh, It's some anti-gravity bullshit. They're not actually flying. They have just like... Oh, that's just their means of transport. Yeah, it's it's Wonderful. it's like the thing in the hilt. It's like it's not a computer or AI, but it does let me fly. Anyway, <laughs> it is technology. So Paula Drady's daddy O is named Leto and or Leto or uh, Jared Leto is his name. Jared, Jared Leto, and he's played by Oscar Isaac, who's sexy as fuck. And the Emperor is like, "Whoa, dude! Everyone likes you way better than me, and that's fucked up. And I don't like that. So here's what's gonna happen: I'm gonna replace the Harkonnen with y'all on Arrakis to let everyone think I'm slighting them and doing you a favor. You guys are gonna then mine the spice, which is nice for me, and it's gonna make you so goddamn rich, but not as rich as me, but pretty rich. And then once you get there, me on the lowdown is gonna be like, hey, Stone Scarstar and Batista, who also don't like the Paul Atreides and Leto Atreides of the world, uh, I. Hey, how about you guys go fuck those Atreides is up so that the world can blame you for the murder and you kill their whole family. And I'll just like back you silently. LOL, get fucked. (laughs) Be a silent partner. Right. So am I, do I understand this correctly? So the emperor and, and fat bald guy, this is all just a contrivance to kill the Atreides family because they're getting too powerful and influential, right? Correct. Okay. I understood that. It's good to understand things. Here are some other characters you should know. Paul's mom is Lady Jessica. She's in the Get Shit Done Ladies Club. Zendaya is a Fremen woman who Paul has wet dreams about. Thanos is the weapon master of the Atreides fam. Jason Momoa plays Jason Momoa. Javier Bardem plays Stillgard. Oh, he's so good. He's, well, Javier Bardem mm. is the oh. fucking tits. No, I just love I just love that character so much. I don't know why. That first scene in the room when they're all talking together and like when he, you first meet him. Oh, don't put that. I, I rewatched it. it was don't put that coin in your pocket. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> don't put that coin in your pocket. Walks, he walks in with a knife. This guy has a knife. He spits at him. Like, <laughs> what what just, business is this of yours? What planet I'm from, friendo? <laughs> So yeah, he so plays Stilgar. He's the leader of one of the Fremen communities, kind of like the equivalent of a Native American chief in Dune, mm-hmm. like a person who represented and defended time-honored ways that did not harm the ecology of the planet, but is, you know, actively being oppressed. And also the Atreides family doctor who touches people and heals them. I don't know what the fuck all that's about, but uh, he does exist. And it's important to know because he's the one who eventually lowers the shields, which allows the Harkonnen and the Emperor's forces to get in there. And so they do all the fucking murdering. Dick move. Didn't even pay off. (laughs) And I like how you said the word contrivance because that's how I exactly. I was just like, just go to their planet and murder. Like, why do we have to bring them here? And it's obviously, you know, to bring them to the planet with the cool worms so that Paul can ride one one day. But like, it seems a bit much. So I'm going to keep going with the the story, but quick aside, I don't want to skip my favorite scene. It has like no pull or a- actual weight over the story, but my favorite scene in the movie is when the spice miner 
can't get away because the big old spice takeaway balloon ship has one of their mm. fucking legs all dangly and can't mm. get them up. So Oscar Isaac and Timothy Chalamet are trying to save all the people, but Timothy Chalamet gets all spiced up. He gets high as fuck and kind of passes out on the ground while the worm is coming at them full speed. And then the worm eats the entire spice miner. That's just me gushing. I liked that. It was a good scene. It was like on the edge of your seat. Like, I hope they get it in time kind of stuff, which I appreciated. At first I was like, well, uh, well, it's good that the worm ate that, right? Because they're trying to get the spice. Maybe you get it from inside the gut. And my dad's like, no, they're all dead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's it's not good that that happened. Oh, and the worm looks fucking awesome, by the way. Oh, my God. the shit out of the Sarlacc from Return of the Jedi, which yeah. uh, is an obvious ripoff of the Dune Sandworm talking about influences, right? Oh, my God. Did you play Warhammer when you were a kid, James? No, I didn't. So much of Warhammer is just fucking Dune. It's incredible. Really? Yeah, dude. It's... Oh. Oh, oh my God. It, that's well, an emperor in Warhammer, right? Yes, I mean there's an emperor in a lot of places, but yes, like the, it's the start like the Sardaukar blood uh, thing where they're like upside down and the people are getting the rah, 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 dreams oh, yeah, or yeah, the yeah. messages yeah. from the deep. That's fucking dude. That was the weirdest scene. <laughs> you know more when you boy. Yeah, Warhammer's just like change all the names. Make let's just have that be that. Anyway, uh, the doctor who touches people and makes everybody better for some reason uh, lowers the shield. You need to say that a different way. I keep thinking you're just saying the doctor who touches people. He does. He touches their fucking faces. And he's like, you're fine. You're good now. <laughs> you are high on drugs. Yeah, you got fucking spiced up, my dude. Anyway, he replaces one of Leto's teeth after Leto gets fucking uh, stabbed so in the back. Uh, he yeah, one of his one. teeth was a poison gas capsule, and he's like, "Okay, now blow your stank breath into that giant flying <laughs> scars guard's face when you see him, and that'll do him in." Also, you'll be dead, but like, whatever, dude. So that is the general plan. Uh, he says that the doctor that is he's doing this because Skarsgård has his wife, and I was like, "Oh, does he? <laughs> uh, <laughs> does he? Oh, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sure that you're definitely going to get her back with this plan." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Don't worry. The, the bad guys are definitely going to be honest and cool about this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the next scene, Leto releases the poison gas, killing himself and the members of the Baron's court, including Polka Dot Man. But the Baron survives because he is like 10 <laughs> feet tall. Man. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's the guy who played Polka Dot Man. I just love that you just referred to him as Polka Dot Man. That's who he is. <laughs> I know it is. The Baron survives. <laughs> he's 10 feet tall and he can fly away. And you're right. As you just said, the doctor, he just gets stabbed in the face right before all this happens. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. All for not. Of course this wasn't going to fucking I, I did this for you, bad guys. Can you give me my wife back? Uh, that yeah, sounds like a her. lot of work. Because we killed her kill long you. before this. Right. His <laughs> inference, Skarsgård's inference was just like, no, she's been dead a while, bud. Did you not get the letter that I sent you? <laughs> I said I killed her? It, yeah, it had her blood. I used her blood as, a, as the stamp on the front of it. I know it's pretty gnar, but yeah she's dead after this jason momoa escapes by stealing one of those sweet dragonfly copters god i hate him yeah he's bad i just don't oh he's so bad in this movie yes yes he is <laughs> yes that by the way <laughs> well uh, i have a list of grievances that's one of my All largest right, ones fair. and by the way it's a hot oh, yeah. take i've learned today that it's a hot take really yeah 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 i know the Harkonnens capture Paul and Jessica and take them into the desert to die because they need plausible deniability in case mm. a truth seeker, a.k.a. lady who gets shit done, asks them any questions. There's um, a thing in this called The Voice, 
where like the Bene Gesserit do like a low version of their voice and you have to tell the truth. It's just Jedi shit, right? It's just, and Dune is prior to Star Wars as well, right? Yeah. 65. So it's really Dune. It's Dune shit. It's some Dune shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but same with the uh, Stellan Skarsgård character in like his vat of whatever. A very Darth Vadery, or like in his chambers, very Darth Vadery. Or Darth Vader is very Harkonnen-y. Paul and Jessica overpower and kill their captors using a Bene Gesserit skill. The one, you know, the voice like you just kill that guy, and that guy was like, okay, stab, got him. Which witch talk? They find a survival kit left for them by the doctor who touches people, and. <laughs> They, t- they, t- they touch him. Yeah. I wasn't going to call him that the whole time, but now that Adam hates it. It's not that I don't I hate it. It's just I keep hearing it in my head, and it sounds dirty. Well, he's dead. You're, you're, you're dirty. You're a dirty boy. So Paul and Jessica spend the night in a tent, and Paul experiences visions of a holy war spreading across the universe in his name because he's possibly a prothetic child, and he's also getting high as fuck on the spice is really what's happening to him. Oh, yeah. So you got to assume the holy war that he's seeing, you know, might actually happen, that it's part of the golden path that he's supposed to be headed towards. And this scene also represents his rejection to it. You know, he sees billions dying and he's like, oh, no, thank you. Also important to note, Paul, anytime he has visions in this movie, if it has like a Gaussier filter on it and lens flares, Mm -hmm. that means Mm -hmm. it's a possible future. One that most likely will not happen, but is possible. He could go that way, but it is not currently the most plausible future. Oh, interesting. But it also is like, that's what the genetic memory is. Like most genetic memories that the Bene Gesserit is trying to put into a chosen one is like shit from the past. So like you're not only learning about stuff in your life, but you learn everything what your entire generations before you also knew it just makes it like a super fucking smart and knowledgeable human being but then you add on to that the ability to see possible futures as well Mm. and like avoid the ones you don't want then it makes a pretty powerful person and the visions that are clear with like no filter no lens flares are his current actual future which interesting i had to look up a bit afterwards because i was super confused when he was having those visions of Jameis, the Fremen who he would, spoiler, end of the movie, have like a knife fight with and murder. And I'm like, okay, how can you have visions of that guy teaching you shit in the future when you murder him at the end of this movie? That's how. Interesting. I like that. I, I definitely didn't understand that, though. Me either. Watching the movie. Me either. I had to like watch YouTube videos and read shit about it. Oh, I remember you saying something about that. Like, how is he doing that if he just kills him at the end? Right. I, I remember you saying that after we finished it. It was my exact first thing I said as the movie yeah. went to black. I was like, okay, yep. but what the fuck? <laughs> what, what is how? Okay, whatever. Anyway, the Baron hands over command of Arrakis to his, like, brutish nephew, Dave Batista, after this. Orders him to sell all the spice reserves, restart production, recover the cost of the coup. Plus, like, murder all the desert folk. Fuck those guys. Paul and Jessica are then found by Momoa. And a character I didn't get into named Dr. Liet Kynes, who's an imperial ecologist and judge of the change on Arrakis, also a Fremen lady. She's a lot of things and doesn't particularly matter to, like, any of this story. Uh, they all head to an old research station uh, and then lived happily ever after. And everything was fine after that. 
I, I just want to say Zendaya did a lot of press for this movie yeah. to only yeah. have been in about 10 minutes of it. Yes. And the 10 minutes that she was in was at the end, which is yeah. why I think that it was 15 minutes too long. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. We can talk about this right now. So I think the movie should have ended when they got out of the tent and just like walked up a hill. And they should have looked into the distance and saw a Fremen riding on a fucking worm. And then it Ooh, cuts yeah. to black. Like, that's how it should have ended. But there were like 15 to 20 minutes after that of him fighting Jameis and Jessica proving herself to be, even while pregnant, a very capable warrior and meeting Stilgar and uh, Paul deciding to stay over the wants and needs of his mother and having an actual conversation with his wet dreams and Daya. And I feel like the only reason that 15 minutes existed in this first movie is because <laughs> Denny had to be like, listen, Zendaya, we will actually give you some lines, I swear to God, in the first movie, but uh, we're going to make it worse for it. <laughs> I hope I hope that's not the only reason why. That should have been the first part of the second movie. Like them yeah. running away from the giant sandworm and then getting found by the Fremen. Like them running away from the sandworm. That should have been, like, uh, lights up, movie number two, sandworms are fucking coming. Or sandworm, that that wi- very wide shot where you see the sandworm that everyone on TikTok saying looks like a butthole. Sure. That wide shot should have been the last shot, then cut to black. Right. You know? See, I, I, I don't yeah. know at which point in the story it would have been a good place to end, but I think it should have ended on an emotional beat. Like, you think about the beginning of trilogies, and how they end, like the end of A New Hope, or probably the best one ever, the end of The Fellowship of the Ring. Right, where, exactly. Like, you really, like you're feeling something when the credits roll. Right, like Frodo and Sam are looking out over like jagged rock into Mordor, thinking to themselves, oh, fuck, how are we even going to do this? We haven't even met Gollum yet at that point. Yeah. If they had met Gollum for like 15 minutes and then it was over, I'd be like, what the fuck just happened? Why? <laughs> Right, and that's actually that's why he put like Shelob into the third movie because he's like, this will be a a bad place to end the movie with like them escaping from the spider. Better have them end like where I can put again like an emotional beat, like uh, Frodo is about to give up in the battle and and save and Sam you know pushes him to keep going. Like again, two towers, a great ending. Yeah, it, Lord of the Rings, very good movies, my favorites, in fact. And they, you know what they didn't have? Uh, Jason Momoa. Anyway, the next best part of this movie is when Jason <laughs> Momoa dies. Yeah, that was psyched <laughs> about it. And uh, uh, various other Fremen sacrifice themselves to allow Jessica and Paul and Kynes to escape. But sadly, and oh, right. This is, uh, I wrote this part, but now I don't know if I should say it because it's like the biggest Dune spoiler possible. <laughs> Well, say it okay, right now. Here, okay, hey, everybody. <laughs> if you don't want to hear the biggest Dune spoiler imaginable, press forward 30 seconds right now. Hey, I'll give... Uh, here's a moment. Yeah, n- now. Okay, so Jason Momoa is dead here, right? And I was like, thank Thankfully. God. I don't like Jason Momoa as an actor. I think he's very bad. And uh, at least Duncan Idaho, stupid name, is gone. Nope, he's the longest lasting character in the Dune franchise. He's fucking here oh. forever. He comes back to life and he's in every oh. fucking book. No. He's he's <laughs> it sucks. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, that's what people are going to hear. 30 seconds so and much. Adam going, "I hate it." <laughs> uh 
And then Dr. Oh, Kynes wow. uh, gets out of there, but then she gets ambushed by the Sardaukar troops and she gets stabbed. And then like a fucking G, she hits the ground and gets the sandworm to devour all of them. Very sonar. 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 Nar. Yeah, it's short for gnarly. I, I know what it is. Oh, okay. I'm just I'm making sure that you knew. Um, I, I want to comment on something because I've been thinking about it since you said it. The amazing dragonfly helicopters in this movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're so cool. Like, the idea of that type of aircraft is interesting to me. Yes. it's It seems like it would be very efficient. Yes, and it's all <laughs> like, brought on yeah. by there not being any AI or computer. It's like, there's not a computer yeah. on that flying machine and the way that things have to be created or made and to keep working without any computer is like, oh, let's make it a fucking dragonfly. Very mechanical, yeah. Yeah, it's like Which a I bit, like a, a lot. Bit steampunk. I think that's cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. I I you know, I wasn't like event the visuals, the music, they're great. I wasn't completely like blown away by the sum of all the parts of this movie, but I am like interested to see the next one like apparently people who are fran- fans of the book say the second half is is the is the more exciting part yeah a second half of books are usually the more exciting parts yeah right makes sense there's a lot of setup in this and so i am interested to see it i do wonder based on the nature of the book and how sprawling it is like perhaps this should have been an adaptation similar to golden compass adaptation or yeah his dark materials uh-huh. it was a miniseries a miniseries right obviously it should have been I mean, it already was there it was <laughs> and also by the way they're making a prequel television show i'll pass on that one <laughs> okay. is it gonna be on hbo is it an hbo show i would have to assume so mm. yeah. so i suppose i'll go back to what i i learned recently as a hot take a lot of people loved jason momoa as duncan idaho i thought he was miscast and terrible and uh, here's a list of actors who should have been Duncan Idaho before. Yeah, he I was, was. going to ask, do you do you think, or is this a list that you're reading? This is a list I made up. Who I these okay. are all the people okay. that I wish were Duncan Idaho before him. But which, by the way, he didn't have to audition. He was just asked by Denis to be <laughs> Duncan Idaho. He came off a fucking mountain and it was like, I'll be Duncan Idaho, and he re- he's just like man. a terrible thorn in the entire Dune franchise. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, great, would have been great. Tom Hardy. Chris Hemsworth, Liam Ooh, Hemsworth, even good. John Cena. If anyone can see him, he's invisible all the time. Henry Cavill, Michael B. Jordan, Rory McCann, the fucking hound. That guy oh. would have been a great Duncan Idaho. Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, his dad's in the fucking movie. <laughs> Double scar. Double scar. I was thinking like because because he's supposed to be sort of like a like a very stoic, yeah, sort of rugged. A perfect soldier, kind of, but like also like kind and, and mentorish. So I, I was thinking maybe someone older than Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, maybe. You know? <laughs> Josh Brolin, cast, double like, cast him. It, Idris Elba, yeah. Ooh, Idris, Idris Elba, Elba is the answer great. to almost any actor-based question <laughs> these days. Okay, but you guys, you you would what? So you would say you strongly recommend the film then? Oh yeah. For sure. Oh, I liked it a lot. Yeah, for sure. There was some stuff that I I would be okay with not having, but the movie itself is good. I think if you like movies, you have to watch it. Yeah, it was I'm beautiful. So, it was a beautiful I'm movie. I'm so susceptible to hype. 
And so when everyone's like, this is fucking amazing. It's the greatest shit of all time. Like I go in with my expectations raised really high and the movie uh. just ends up being like pretty good. The, the example I always come back to is like the Incredibles where before I saw that movie, everyone was like, this is God's perfect movie. And I was so excited and I was like, oh, this, okay, this was pretty good. <laughs> Are you talking the animated movie, The Incredibles? Yeah. Do, yeah. do you know the only movie <laughs> that I heard for like two or three years was like the perfect movie? And I was always so cynical about. And then I watched it and it actually lived up to being like one of my favorite movies, period. Was Paddington 2. What? Mm. Dude, the Paddington series is the Is tits. it good? It's so the fucking newer good. ones? Yes, it's great. Re- it wasn't it one of the few that got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes? That's correct. Not that I am a huge like believer in Rotten Tomatoes, but everyone else seems to be. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're not a uh, Rotten Tomatoes person, I was literally about to say, like, I think Dune has a 79% on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes currently. But its audience score is high, though, right? Uh, prob- most likely. Uh, Metacritic, yeah. 74 out of 100. I, I bring up, and I say Paddington 2. They're the team who made Paddington and Paddington 2 are actually making the Wonka film that is filming currently. Ooh, the the gritty Timothy Wonka Chalamet is And in. Timothy Chalamet is dressed up like Timothy Chalamet. I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be great. Of course, be great it'll, be, it'll be fine. It'll be great. He'll meet the Oompa Loompas. I, uh... It was very funny because, like, for a different project, which I haven't gotten off the ground yet, I was looking at, like, a bunch of shitty rejected scripts, and one of them was that Wonka script, which was originally rejected several times, but now it's been picked up again after some rewrites. Oh, no, yeah, they're deep in it. They're making that movie. The beginning of this, Ryan, you said this is the most beautiful movie you've ever seen. Yeah. The most visually astounding movie you've ever seen. Yeah. It is it is very very good. But you're going to uh, this is probably a hot take. I l- really like The Hateful Eight mm. for visual film. Strictly the way it was the cinematography of the movie. Django too, beautiful. Oh yeah, Jan- yeah, Django, but more but more The Hateful Eight because Tarantino filmed that in 70 millimeter film with these really old cameras and like incredibly accurate glass lenses that are like color perfect or whatever they were all restored and that movie straight up was like a a work of art in film just straight up the way it was filmed but this had a lot of wide open kind of wide shots of the world and like close-up shots of people it reminded me kind of of mad max the one with tom hardy in it (laughs) not the one with bell gibson no, no, this, no, not the one with Mel Gibson. The one with the one with Tom Hardy, the newest right. one. Yes, I, uh, yes. Fury Road. <laughs> yes, because that too was. Fi- they share some similarities with the way they're filmed. But yeah, I I agree that this is a beautiful movie. But it's not. It's not my most of all time. I think Hateful Eight still takes that top spot for me. Oh, I appreciate that take. I, I also say I watched this movie on an 85-inch television that's connected mm-hmm. to a $200 soundbar and a subwoofer on Which HBO Max. Good. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Not, it wasn't terrible, and it was simultaneously released the movie on HBO Max and in theaters. You know, a COVID-based phenomenon. Uh, a yeah. day later, I got on a flight, and two of our friends were watching it for the first time on their phones, and uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, insane and. and <laughs> Many believe that the dual release model 
will fade away. Um, those people are mostly in the gatekeeper camp of like movies should be seen in movie theaters only, which I don't think is an incorrect right. opinion. I did feel bad for my pals in that moment watching it for the first time, especially on their phones, yeah. because the first time you see something is important. It's when it imprints on you. And I bet this movie is sick as fuck in IMAX. Oh my God. I, yeah, I would love to see it in IMAX. I watched this on a TV too, only because my dad wanted to watch it. If he didn't want to watch it, I would have watched it on my phone and, and this whole conversation and Dune reminds me of the uh the wonderful quote from the director of the original dune david lynch has a brilliant quote where he's like they ask him what do you think about people watching movies on phones and he's like nobody better watch any of my fucking movies on their phones (laughs) that's some old fogey bullshit james yes this is some boomer energy I love movies. It's like they're my like my fourth favorite thing in the world behind like the internet and television and food. But I I think like <laughs> si- I don't think simultaneous releases should go away because I like watching movies in my house. I like watching them exactly like the when option. they come out. I like having yeah. the option and I don't think being a weird gatekeeper to like the David Lynch quote when I heard that it's so cringy and gross. Yeah, I agree. I, listen, I'm not going to watch Dune ever. I'm not going to watch a movie that is set up and given the expectation of what it's about to look like on my phone first ever because I don't want to. That's just not the way I want to intake it. Right. But it, it be, it, but it would be okay if you did, though. Yes, right. I, mean, I do I do all the time. I'm, I'm, I live in a big city. I'm on public transport to and from work for about 45 minutes. I watch a lot of shit on my phone. Uh, I've gotten used to it or whatever. I'm zen. Your zen is I don't fuck. know that Everyone I can watch a that. movie though on your phone, a, a full movie on your phone. I could watch like, I just a TV watched show. Yesterday, all of Poltergeist two. I forget the subtitle. Electric Return Boogaloo. Some shit on my phone. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. And and the experience of watching it on my phone was fine. The movie was terrible, but I don't think the phone was the cause. I'm a subtitles bro as well. Even when it's in English, oh, I do watch subtitles. So like. Watching subtitles on your phone is close to yeah, impossible. Yeah, that's nice. I suppose if you have good good uh, headphones, that because half a half that experience is the sound. Yeah, for well, me, you, if anyway, you got a big, more big than ass half. Phone. That's right. yeah, that's true. If you have an iPad for a phone, Jamie, what was the thing you want to do? Well, I tried oh, yeah, to find a right. reading series for this, but there wasn't anything uh, funny or ridiculous enough. We need more movies uh, directed by by idiot directors so that we can have funny tweets to read. But sure. What I did instead, I, I think this will be really illustrative. First of all, Ryan and Adam, close all the tabs on your computers, all right? No cheating. Jesus, no cheating. Okay. This is a competition I'm gonna between cheat. you right. two. I'm going to cheat okay? right now. Ryan, no cheating. If you cheat, you, then I'm going to give Adam the automatic win, all right? I'm okay. cheating. <laughs> God, I hope he cheats. I'm going to cheat. Right, Adam, you win. You win right before. We cool. haven't even Wonderful. explained awesome. Anyway, thanks. Uh, the, our Patreon followers are. <laughs> right. uh, okay, go ahead. Okay, so what we're going to do here, it's a spelling bee. Oh, fuck. Classic spelling bee rules. Uh, The person who goes first gets a shot. If they mess up, the other person gets a shot. I just heard an iPhone open. It's going to go by point. That was my iPhone. Adam, don't cheat or Ryan wins, all right? Oh, no, no. We're we're good. I'm I'm staring at nothing. Adam is cheating. Yes, I'm cheating. I'm so fucking bad Um, at spelling. Same, so, So. Ryan, uh, I'm thinking of a number between one and two. Two. Okay, Ryan goes first. Yay! Right. Do I win? <laughs> yes, dude, bring it that, home. That was, okay. All right, Ryan. Yeah, dude. Your word is arrakis. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. I don't like this game at all. 
<laughs> A for sure. <laughs> R. A R A. No, boo boo. Fuck. <laughs> Adam, take a shot at a rag. Oh my god. Okay. I'm 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 like writing it on my desk with my fingers, so hold on. <laughs> a R E I Nope. Ding, oh, ding. Do you do you have like two a chime? R's, two two R's oh. in Arrakis. Do you have a guys. fucking chime okay. over there? Okay. Oh my god. You, okay. Did you get a we'll chime for this? this? Go go on. Go yes. ahead. And by the way, guys, this this is I'm breaking this into three rounds. This is the easy round. Oh god. I thought that was a easy Okay. Adam. Yes. Your word is Zendaya. Z- Zendaya? Uh okay. Z E N uh D A I know there's a Y in there. Z E N D A Y A. This is I'm bullshit. One point for Adam. This is bullshit. Yes. Zendaya is much easier than Arrakis. Uh, it it is because Arrakis is in a real world. World. <laughs> it's in a real word. It isn't a real world either. Adam. It's, it's not, not a real world. Right. It's not in road rules. It's none of them. Okay. <laughs> That's not a term. He's a baseball player. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. Your word is Caladan. That is not what I thought. Is this the third and final round? No, the, no, the, uh, this is. We're still in the easy round. Oh fuck! Oh my god, <laughs> this is the worst. Okay, Caladan. What even is that word? Caladan. It's the the home planet of House Atreides. Caladan. Can you please use it in a sentence? <laughs> it, it, the home planet of House Atreides <laughs> is Caladan. He just did. <laughs> uh, Noun. Caladan. It seems like it should be easy, right? C a l a d a n. Very nice. One point for Ryan. Oh, thank Christ. Oh my gosh. Adam. Yes. Your word is Duncan, Idaho. D- Duncan, like the name? Jason Momoa's mm-hmm. name? Uh, Duncan, Idaho. Uh, okay. D-U-N-C-A-N space. The state Idaho. I-D-A-H-O? Okay. Another point for Ryan. Very nice. He put a... Nope. That's That's my name. <laughs> sorry, another, another point for Adam. For Adam. <laughs> yeah, dude, I get all the <laughs> points even when Adam's no. right. <laughs> okay, Ryan. Yeah, dude. Your your word is Jason Momoa. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> J-A-S-O-N space M. Oh, fuck. M. A M O A. No. No. Is it M O? Can I pick up with just his last name? You have to respell his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Ryan got Jason right. I believe it's M O M O A. Okay, another point for Adam. Okay, very nice. This is horseshit. (laughs) Adam, I I thought we were doing words, not people's names. (laughs) Adam, your next word is uh, Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. Okay, Javier J. A V I E R space. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, Bardem. B A R D. Oh gosh. I want to say it's E M, but it could be I M. What is your final answer? Uh, e M. Dem. E M. All right. Another point for Adam. Uh, Javier Bardem okay. is so much easier than Momoa. 
Uh, is it though? Yes. Okay. So we are now moving into round two, <laughs> and, and the the words are going to get slightly more difficult now. Okay? Wonderful. I don't like this game. I swear to God, if Scarsgard is in here, I'm going to just leave the podcast. <laughs> I don't Ryan, know how to spell his name. <laughs> your next word is ornithopter. Whatever it was, it should have just been Scarsgard <laughs> there for the comedic effect. <laughs> ornithopter. Mm-hmm. What is that? Is it, that the, the, the dragonfly shit? Oh, okay. Yeah. Ornithopter. God. Oh, fuck. Orn. O R N E. Nope. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I fucking hate this game. So, so it's Ornicopter? Ornithopter. Ornithopter. Okay. O R N Say E I I T H O P Ornith Five. There's a five here. P wait wait. Hold on, it's so long. Seven five. Yep. T H O P Hillary Clinton. T E R? Fuck. All right, another point for Adam. Right? Is it really? Oh my god, yeah. I, I freaking butchered that. <laughs> and, and you even did it with Ryan uh, heckling you like this <laughs> yeah. is a game of like a game of horse or something. <laughs> That's why I kept going back. I was like, wait, wait. <laughs> I've lost. Right, I've lost the game. It's over. Okay. <laughs> no, Sorry. you can st- you can still make a comeback. Definitely can't. Round Adam, three, double points. Adam, uh, your word is Bene Gesserit. What the fuck is that? It's the ladies of the powers. Be- okay, can you say it again? Say it again. Benny Gesserit. Benny Gesserit. I would argue mm-hmm. it's been a Gesserit, but it's I think a gift. Benny Gesserit. It's a gift gif situation. Oh no. Okay. Well, at least I know it starts with a G. All right. <laughs> um. Uh. B e n i g e. No, Ryan. No. Yeah, Ryan, take a shot. Oh. Benny Gesserit. <laughs> I feel like Dennis. In the Family Feud episode of It's Always Sunny, whenever that noise happens, like I don't, I don't like that sound. Um, <laughs> oh yes, oh god, yeah, this doesn't, no, this doesn't represent me. Um, uh, Bene Gesserit, B E N E, space G E. S S. E-R-I-T. Very nice. Ryan back on the board. Yeah! Okay, 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 okay. Yeah! I, said, I think I said I instead of E. You did, you idiot. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Benny, Ben, I, I couldn't spell Momoa. Know. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, dude. Oh. Your next word is Gurney Halleck. Fuck you. What's, the, what's that now? <laughs> Fuck your face, dude. Nah. I ain't doing that. Adam, you do it. Now, come on, Ryan. It's your turn. Say Gurney the... Halleck is an, is an actor. <laughs> who? What okay. actor? From where? From Dune. Wh- who plays who? Oh, no. Sorry. 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 Not an actor. Gurney Halleck. Character from Dune. Which? Played by Thanos. Oh, my God. He's the fucking... Oh, that's Josh Brolin's character. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> the, like, uh, general that can't keep his freaking blade holstered i know your steps old man uh oh yeah that's right <laughs> yeah i know the line about him 
Thanos. T H A N O S. Okay, say his name one more time. Gurney Halleck. God. G E. Okay, okay. Adam. Is, I hate this. Big shot. I hate it. <laughs> Gurney he Halleck. Got it. He, he was out so quickly. He said G E. Uh, okay, Gurney Halleck. Okay, so it's got to be a. It's got to be you. G U R N E Y. And then what's his last name? Halleck. Halleck. H uh, A L E C K. Okay, what? nobody got it. Two L's in Halleck. All right. Oh God damn Brian. it! Oh, no, sorry, Adam. Adam. Okay. Your next. Your next uh, word. Vladimir Harkonnen. What? Good. Okay. All right. So, okay. Vladimir. V L A D I M I R. I believe. I can't believe you got Vladimir right. That shit's. (laughs) That's just no, man. And then, then how do you say his last name again? Harkonnen. Harkonnen. It's said in the movie Harkonnen. Harkonnen. It actually helps me ease. That helps me more because. There's a F1 driver. His name is Raikkonen, and it's spelled very specifically with like two N's. Uh, so okay, so I'm gonna use. I that don't like theory. how he's like fucking Slumdog Millionairing this right now. <laughs> so okay, Harkonnen, H A R K, obviously H A R K O N N E N. Very nice. Spelled, I can't. Is that right? I, seriously, I cannot. Wow. I cannot believe this. Well, look up look, look up Kimi Raikkonen. I'm not going it's to. Very similar. I'm not Harsic. going to do that. <laughs> okay, Ryan, your your word. It's the writer of the film, John Spates. Um, this is the last word of round two. By the way, it's the hardest. I swear, if you don't John get John, <laughs> there are many ways to spell the word John. Oh fuck. yeah, there are. Yeah, that's no, not. No. This isn't cool. <laughs> oh no. Does his mom think you call him Jonathan? Ask oh, his yeah. mommy. No, no. Now his name is not short for anything. Oh, it's just is is John. That is a hint. Oh, okay. Okay, so J O H N space. Okay, Adam. Oh, take a hey, shot. hey, hey, okay. hey, hey, bud. Hey, hey, bud. Hey, bud. <laughs> hey, bud. If his name's not short for anything, then it would it not Jonathan J O N a then would not be a fucking option, James. I mean, John. J- his name is John. Right? I, I I have no faith that Adam can get this anyway. Even oh, if he does Christ. get the first it's not name. short for okay, anything. Okay. So, Shove it up your so butt. Shove it way up your so butt. It's, <laughs> so it's okay. Say his name again. Shove it so far up John your butt. Spates. It's in your mouth now. John Spates. Mm-hmm. Spates. Okay. J O N. If it's not J O H N. So J O N. Al Gore. Spates. Vladimir Putin. Uh, what nationality is he? <laughs> He's American. Is he? The white guy. Yeah, but what are his parents, Uh, asshole? Spates. S-P-A... S-P-A-I-T-S, I I guess? So close, Adam. Sorry. S-P-A-I-H-T-S. Oh, I wouldn't have gotten that. There's an I in that? This is so... There's an H in that, more importantly. Yes, I know. That's the part you got wrong, but... We are now into the final round. These are the hardest words. What, okay. what, where are the standings? Let me know where I am. Yeah. Uh, 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 you're losing. Yeah, that's, that's fucking clear. <laughs> Adam, your word, your word is Timothy Chalamet. Oh, God damn it. 
Okay, so there's an apostrophe in his name somewhere, but I don't know where. I know it's got to be on no, the last. No, play it, play e it where it lies, Adam. Play it where it lies. You got to oh, do the fucking. Christ. You got to do it. Timothy Chalamet. Uh, T I M O T H E. But there's an apostrophe in there somewhere. It's not. A, it's an accent mark. I won't make you. Say a- or a- accent mark. Um, are there two e's in his name? Are there? Oh Jesus! Do I don't think? know. I don't remember. Maybe, maybe not. I'm gonna no. Oh, Christ, I don't remember. I'm gonna go with no. Uh, and then C is Chalamet C H. Okay, Ryan, take a shot. <laughs> okay. Oh my God! I think your little conversation about the two E's is. Uh... I couldn't remember. Okay, T Timo Timo T I M O. Oh my God. T T T H. E E Fuck. Got him. A space. Get Chalamet, bitch. <laughs> Chalamet. I remember it's like it's like Chalamet. Oh son of a bitch. Yeah, you're right. Uh you're right. Chalamet. But it's not an S. It's a it's a ch. It's Chalamet. 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 C H A L A Met. M E T. Very nice. Oh, I was waiting for that Good fucking job. ding. Was I was waiting for the ding. God damn it. Okay. Ryan, I would not have gotten that without your without your diligent help. Nuts, Ryan Quisatz Hatteras. You can fuck yourself in your face. (laughs) What does that even mean? What is that? What is that? That's the name of like the savior that's going to save the world. Huh? Say it real slow. The Quisatz Hatteras. You can't even say it. Can't even say it. (laughs) Quin the Quisatz Hatteras. Is this round three? This is the last round. Uh, D I C K space S A C K S. All right, Adam, do you want to take a shot? Yeah, say it one more time. One more time. Quisatz Hatteratch. Q. Okay. I was waiting for the ding because I wasn't sure if there was a Q or not. How do you spell it? Uh, K W I S A T Z H A D E R. Oh, so it's it's phonetically spelled. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Spell phonetically. Uh, P H E F. Ding, bitch. Ding, so now, ding. I, I was spelling phonetically, phonetically with an F. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> that's a good joke. That is a great joke, Adam. Yes. Word is Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Oh, is that the director? You know what you shouldn't yes. do? Spell his name phonetically. No. Okay. It's like French. So in Red Dead Redemption 2, <laughs> the name of the town is called Saint Denis, and it's with an S. So I'm going to go with that. D-E-N-I-S as his first name. Mm-hmm. That's right? Holy shit. Okay. Um, all right. And say his last name again. Under this, I'm going to be playing the Slumdog Millionaire uh, theme song. I hope so. Okay, say his name again. Last name again. You got the Denis. I, I do love that you're still okay. dog millionaireing this as well. Villeneuve. Okay. Villeneuve. Oh, I'm going to totally get this wrong. Um, V-I Villeneuve. V-I-L-L V-I-L-L-E-N-U-V-E Okay, Ryan, take a shot at Denis Villeneuve. I did not see the E coming. The first one. V-I- Villeneuve. Villeneuve. V-I-L-L-E-N. 
What did you say here? What did you? I don't remember. Oh, come on, remember harder. <laughs> Fuck. I wish I could listen. I wish I could listen back to this podcast. Um, <laughs> e N Oove Oove U. Is there U uh, V E? Wow. Yeah. Nice one, Adam. Or nice one, Ryan. Um, another point for you. Oh, he got it. He right. got it right. V I L L E N E U V E. Nice one. What did I say? I didn't say the second E for sure. I was gonna say because I missed. But the second. But you know what? E. I'll I take thought it. you did. Say, I could have sworn you did. All right. Okay. Whatever. I'm pretty sure you did. Anyway. Whatever. No. No. Me. Give me the point. I think I'm winning. I anyway. do deserve it. I do deserve it. So. <laughs> All right. Good. I'm gonna take that point. Even if you, if I like lose by one in my head, I'll know. Oh, fair. <laughs> yeah, it isn't. I didn't say that. <laughs> right. It's patently not fair. I, I could have sworn you spelled it right. We'll have to check the tape. Yeah. We'll have to fine. go back there. Okay. <laughs> the next one. I don't like when you laugh. <laughs> this is Dave Batista's character in the film, Glossu oh Robin. Gla- Glossu Robin? Yeah, but this is Ryan's character. Wasn't he a Harkonnen person? Glossu Raban, maybe? Yeah. Glossu Raban? He was, oh. was Stellan Skarsgård's nephew. Oh, okay. Does that get me points? Do I get points for that? <laughs> Spell nephew. <laughs> no, for N-E-P-H-E-W. Very good. Oh, One point for Ryan. Nephew. No, no. Yeah! Wow! Wow! No, no, not really. Ryan Glossu Raban. <laughs> Glossu G L A S S A U. Okay. Space. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck balls! Uh, you actually messed it up way earlier than that. Sorry, Adam. You won't be able to use that as a hint. I wasn't fast enough on the button drum. Oh, son of a bitch! Okay. All right, Adam Glossu Raban. Glossu Glossu Raban. G L E A U G A A. Okay. <laughs> oh, fucking. Okay. You just started what, saying how, letters. How do you spell it? How do you spell it's, it? It's uh, G L O S S U R A B B A N. Oh. All right. Yeah, that then. was a tough one. That's fucking, fucking stupid. That was. So dumb. I don't like spelling. Why <laughs> didn't tell me to fucking spelling and bullshit? I'm writing okay, a fucking okay. essay about fucking doing it. I didn't know about the fucking spelling. I was going to make you, uh, for a final bullshit. one, spell the impossible spelling of, of uh, Stephen McKinley Henderson's character, <laughs> Thufir Hawat. But at this point, it's a moot point. <laughs> wait, wait. Thufir Hawat. Thufir Hawat. But Ryan, Ryan could have tied the game okay. if he had gotten Glossu Rabban. But oh, at this point, no. uh, Adam, Adam has already won. Uh, six Hell six yeah. points to four. Adam is the winner of the Dune spelling bee. Out of T H U F I R. Out of out of how many possible points? Uh, out of sixteen points, you guys collectively got ten. That's not that bad. That's wow. not that bad. Oh, okay. let, let it be terrible. known. And everyone is listening. This is the moment where uh, my friendship ends with Adam. It's over. Now. <laughs> okay. Yep. Bye. <laughs> friendship ended with Adam. You guys know that famous meme. Yes, I love that. That is a very that's an Indian meme to go along with the fucking s dog millionaireing of this. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, before we wrap up, Adam, did you get the or not? Adam, sorry, I keep missing you guys. Ryan, did oh. did you get the birthday present I sent you? I'm Ryan. Ryan, did you? No, I haven't. Should According I check? to Amazon, it was delivered. Oh my god, hold on. Wait, let's do this live. I'll go check the mail. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> did you get me something from eBay? Yes. Oh my god, it's here. It says Fragile. Do not bend. <laughs> Must be Italian. It, it is It is not fragile. You told me what this was, and then I forgot. 
Well, I didn't tell you specifically, but I told you what genre of thing it is. I don't remember the genre, to be fair. Okay. Okay. God, there's a lot. Oh, I, d- I did not come prepared. There's a lot of tape. Oh, fuck. <laughs> So I got, I got uh, Ryan for his birthday. It's a comic book. Wait, but it's not a reprint. Wait, it's original press of a nineteen eighty three. What are you doing? Book. Oh shit! Okay. I'm opening it right now. What are you fucking oh, doing? Oh shit! You're just ruining the press. You don't, you, you don't know uh, what though. I'm already oh, okay. jealous. This is not the inside of Yule Brenner's butthole. I will be so, so mad. Do you have a lot of like cool shops like that you can get that stuff, or did you just buy that online? eBay, baby. I just bought it online. Oh, you yeah. just got it online. I got. You. Oh my god, there's so I gotta I gotta get a fucking knife and shit. Ryan's gonna be really surprised when he opens. It's just a box of tape. <laughs> I got you the tape. I got you the experience of the unboxing. <laughs> right, unboxing simulator twenty one twenty one. Wow, a first edition Spider Man number one. Oh, thanks, right. man. Oh. It's worth five million dollars. <laughs> Oh, what what a find! <laughs> you got it for me for five bucks. Wow! <laughs> you should have kept this. You have Original children. Sale price. You have children. This is irresponsible. Oh my god! It's Ryan, like, what, how are you, can you describe to us how you're opening it? You I'm desperately or, trying uh, to get uh, butter knife. No, I, I it was a it was a steak knife, but I was being very careful. And oh, um, now there's blue. Yeah, there's tape. a puppy in there. <laughs> I killed it. I killed the puppy's dead. It's bleeding everywhere. I am. Got, I'm taking blue tape off of a fucking. I'm like trying to be so, so kind to this. Oh, what? It's still like I. What the fuck? I like. <laughs> how many goddamn layers must I go through? Did to you find tape this? This is going to be nothing. Uh, did you tape this? Did you James? just call him Sam? No, no, I, I I'm not I responsible for the packaging, and I am. I am also not Ryan's girlfriend. No, that's very true. Me. You're not either of those things. Okay. You fuck. <laughs> Did you see the cover, though? Hawkeye. <laughs> oh, it's a Hawkeye. But, descri- but describe the cover. But describe <gasps> the cover. <laughs> oh, James. I'm so sorry I called you a fuck. On the cover is Hawkeye in a coffin. Thank you so much. <laughs> and the other superheroes are, are standing around him crying. <laughs> Wanda's crying. Oh, Please. my God. Thor so sad. Please put this up as as a picture somewhere. Oh, guys, fucking! Di- thi- this is the best present that anyone has given me today. <laughs> today, <laughs> days after my birthday. Thank you so much, James. This is the best. How did you? Did you know I, he died I, I, in the I, comics I, and like went to go uh, find it? He, or I've, I think I've seen. Yeah, I think I've, I've saw the the, co- the cover somewhere, and I was like, yeah, maybe maybe you know, depending on how much money that is. I, honestly, if I could have skimped and, and gotten the reprint for even cheaper, I would have. I don't think it's been reprinted. That's an original 1983 comic that you've got there, right? What's it called? What's it called? How much, Hawkeye. How it's much like money Hawkeye was it? Four. You would not believe the ungodly price at $15. Nice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. But it is. Oh, it's a mint great. condition original press, so pass it down to your kids. It'll be worth something in a hundred years. Yeah, I don't want to open in, it in, in, in two thousand eighty-three. I will tell you that was a roller coaster of emotions, just from like how fucking hard it was to open, and then seeing it was a <laughs> Hawkeye comic, which I was just like, "Ha ha, very funny." Fuck you. Wait, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, thank you to the patrons: Connor O'Dowd, Jamie Lockner, Anthony Wells, James Watch My Dong, Anthony Unstoppable, Chris Wood, Brian, Dave Lewis, Westworld, Craig, John Jurs, Major Woody, and Carolyn Dreyes for being with us for this so Dune podcast. And we have not talked about. We did a spelling bee. I got a Hawkeye comic. This has been a wild ride. Thank you for been wild. James and Adam being here. Uh, this yeah. was a wonderful experience, and uh, we'll be back for Dune Two. In two years. Yeah, in two years. <laughs> and uh, go listen to Nothing Star Academy. It's on Spotify. It's anywhere you can find uh, whatever. James is supposed to be recording for it tomorrow. I don't know if he'll show up or not, but hopefully he will. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> and his character, Dr. Jonathan Scheitlieb, will be uh, the interview for one of the f- upcoming episodes. And uh, James is gone. James left and Discord. Fucking unreal. Okay, bye. <laughs>